at law school, corporate clerkship recruitment is considered especially heinous. Some of the dedicated lawyers who have survived this vicious process are members of an elite squad known as Allens. These are their stories. Hello and welcome back everyone to Alan's, Alan's Confidential. Confidential. I'm Geneva and this is Rose and we are back with another fantastic sense of uh, interviewees. Yeah, we're the interviewers, interviewees. I feel like you should know that, but okay. I'm not often the interviewer. That's the whole point of this podcast. So get That's used to it, buddy. To elevate my own seniority. <laughs> <laughs> that I get to interview people. The power will go to your head. Will it? Because what, what's the outcome for them at the other side? I can't offer them a job, you know. Listeners, presumably future Clark applicants, we can't offer you a job. <laughs> we can, however, tell you what life is like at Allen's, and that is the purpose of this podcast. We've got two fantastic new interviewees today. Elise Adams, who is a lawyer in our TMT team in Melbourne. She's now a managing associate after joining the firm as a Clark in 2010, and she is co-head of our Allen's Accelerate startup and high-growth companies practice. We also have with us today Mark Lear Snyder, who is an associate in the projects team and joined Allen's through a different path in 2016 after a career change from engineering, which saw him leave engineering to study law and also do a clerkship at Allen's. So let's just kick it off. To kick it off, traditionally, we have to ask both of you, what are your favorite podcasts? Thanks, guys. I might kick off. I've got a couple of podcasts that I used to listen to. I have transitioned more recently to some mummy and baby type podcasts like Mamma Mia and that sort of thing because I'm pregnant at the moment. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but when I was much more cool, I used to listen to things like Reply All, which is a podcast about the internet. It's quite broad. And You Must Remember This, which is about some stories from old Hollywood, which is kind of cool. And then my, I get my geekiness on a little bit when I listen to things like um, No Such Thing as a Fish, which is a podcast that's produced by the guys who do all of the research for QI, that TV show that Stephen Fry hosts. That is a great podcast. What's your favourite fact from it? Oh, God, I can't remember. So many. All my, my brain at the moment is just full of like nappy brand facts. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mark? Any favourite podcasts? I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Spotify playlist person. The podcast that I, I, I do listen to occasionally when, when I have time is, is the Renew Economy uh, Energy Insiders podcast. It ties into the work that I, that I do here and the, the things that I'm interested in. So that's, uh, that's really my, my, my podcast exposure. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely more of a, a, a Spotify, Netflix type person than a than a podcast listener. And so. in addition, obviously, to this sensational <laughs> podcast, which is going to be your number one. <laughs> of course, of course. But we can work with our Spotify. What's What's your favourite Spotify playlist? Oh, I've, I've got one from a, from a colleague that she sent me uh, that she, she used uh, when she goes camping and it's, it's the only playlist that, I, that I've downloaded to my phone. Every time I jump on a plane or, or, or go somewhere which, which doesn't have mobile reception, I end up listening to this camping playlist and I, I think of Malak and go, oh, I wonder what Malak's <laughs> doing now. She's, she's, she doesn't work with us anymore, but uh, it's a great playlist. Well, we might look into that one ourselves. Yeah. This is the best thing about doing this podcast or the recommendations. <laughs> so I guess we foreshadowed just a few minutes ago that you've both had pretty different paths coming to Allen's. So I guess we'd love to talk about them and ask about your journey here and what your experience has been so far. Yeah. So I had a pretty traditional entry into the firm. I clerked in 2010 over the Christmas period. In the Melbourne office, we do three different clerkship periods a year. 
Um, so I got to experience about three or four weeks in the office during my clerkship and tried out some different things, which was really cool. And then I was very fortunate to get a graduate offer and started at the firm as a grad in early 2012. So kind of, you know, traditional came up through law school and, and onto clerkships and, and grad roles. And then sort of stayed at the firm, did my rotations, a couple of different practice groups, and then decided to settle in the technology, media and telecommunications team, which is where I still am now. And, you know, sort of spent a lot of time in that practice since then, but have, you know, had that sort of really traditional coming to the firm. In some ways, my, my entry into the firm is, 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 is traditional, but I guess my, 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 I've, I'm a bit different in that I've come to the law from a previous career. So uh, my first <coughs> studies were in engineering and engineering management, and then I, I worked for a, an engineering consultancy for a few years before deciding to study law here in, in, in Melbourne and uh, clerked in, in 2014, uh, the beginning of 2014, and the, the litigation team. Uh, I was then lucky enough to to get a role as a, as a paralegal um, in, the, in the litigation team uh, before heading off to the UK, uh, where I deferred my grad offer for a year and then uh, came came back to the firm to start as a uh, as, as as a grad in in, in twenty sixteen, um, and so I did my first rotation in the in the, the litigation team in Melbourne and my, my second rotation in the uh, in the projects team, mainly focusing on on energy and, and construction. What are the big differences that you notice between the law and engineering? There's a lot of similarities, I think, is, is, is one thing I'd, I'd observe. They're both problem-solving um, professions. You, you, you present, your clients have, have problems. They, uh, they, they come to you and you apply a set of rules or, or, or a set of principles to solve those problems and come up with, with innovative solutions. And, uh, and I was an engineering consultant, so in, in much the same way as the lawyers are professional service providers, engineering consultants do the same thing. You have to build relationships with your clients and, and understand their, their problems and their business. So there's a lot of similarities in that respect. Um, the, the main differences are the, the laws in which you're dealing with. In, in engineering, it's the laws of physics. In, in, in law, it's the, the laws of, well, law. Um, and <laughs> And so that, 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 that's probably the main difference, the, the, the amount of writing that you have to do and the, the special lawyer powers that you have, they're always quite fun, getting out your, uh, your stamp to certify documents and being able to do things that other, that other members of society aren't, aren't able to do. Completely. I remember the first time I got to do that for a friend and I was just like, oh, I am God's gift to this friendship group. <laughs> you never have to queue up to get a signature again. That's right. It's pretty convenient. It's just secret perks. Mark, is that what inspired your jump to law? <laughs> the stamping, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That was it. That was it. And and, and the desire to never wear hivers again. Uh, I don't, don't don't miss having to wear hivers hivers clothes everywhere and uh, and steel cap boots. Although I, I, I still do occasionally when I'm when I'm visiting client sites. So. <laughs> Actually, I've got to say, part of the reason I decided to go into a corporate firm was because I lacked the idea of the wardrobe. <laughs> still do. Now, Elise, you mentioned that you're about to go on parental leave. Mm. Are you looking forward to it or do you think you'll miss being around the traps? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to meet my baby and start that sort of new part of my life. But I'm also really nervous and sad about not being here all the time. Um, and I think, you know, my perspective on that may change when the baby comes out. <laughs> but um, for the moment, the idea of not coming into work every day 
is still quite a foreign concept, you know, like it's a big part of who I am and what I do and it's what I think of as a big part of my identity. That's, you know, people ask me who I am. I'm, I'm Elise Adams. I'm a, a lawyer and I work at Allen's. So it's kind of changing that and, and, and rethinking that is a big shift in, in your life. So it's something I'm very excited about, but it is, it does come with its, you know, little anxious tendencies around those sorts of things. But I'm sure it will be fine. Well, I mean, we can't speak from experience, but I think Mark can. Yeah, Mark can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Once an Alan's lawyer, always an Alan's lawyer. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The, 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 the tattoo never wears off. <laughs> Best thing about parental leave is, is being able to wake up and wear shorts every day. It's, it's, um, so I've, I've recently <laughs> taken uh, taken four months four months parental leave uh, when, when, when my son was uh, was eight months old, and uh, I, I, I had a great time. Uh, it was it was over summer and uh, he, was, he was a little bit older. I, I definitely felt for my for my wife who, who, who had the, the harder months of the of the first year. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Great. So, <laughs> uh, but no, it was it was it was it was, it was, it was a really good time, and, and, and one, I'm, one I'm I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to uh, to take. I guess that's one of the perceptions around sort of law firms is that um, you know it's very difficult to to have that time. I mean, for both of you, you've sort of had different experiences with working flexibly. I mean, how have you found that working within a big corporate firm and having a bit of flexibility in your day-to-day? One of the things that I've found is that the that law is actually quite suited in some ways to, to working flexibly because often our clients are not in the same building as us. Um, we're working with colleagues from interstate offices so um, or, you know, and, and, and internationally. So um, whether you're at home or in the, in the office, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference in in, in 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 many cases, obviously, there's time when it's useful to be in the office. So, in, in in that respect, law firms can sometimes be quite quite good in terms of working flexibly. Uh, and, and another aspect I've I've found is that because our work is so um, matter based or project based, it's quite easy to transition matters from one person to another, and, and that's something that the firm does all the time anyway. Yeah, and, and I guess more, more, more generally, I, I, the team that I work with are, are very supportive of, 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 of flexibility and a number of them work from home regularly or part-time. I'm finding often that our, our clients are doing the same and, and, in fact, expecting the same from us. Oh, definitely. That's my experience as well. I think particularly clients, you know, they'll tell you I'm in the office Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and don't talk to me Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> And that's completely fine and it's, it's good, you know, because if, if that's the sort of um, way that they are running their, their work schedules and they can appreciate when you're trying to do the same. Um, and, I mean, my experience of working flexibly has been working up until now, working with people who work part-time and, and those sorts of things. I've been full-time up until now. But in terms of sort of the broader definition of flexibility, I, um, I travel a lot for work. Um, so I'm often in the Sydney, Brisbane and Perth offices in particular. And that means that I'm not here. I'm not face to face with clients. I'm not face to face with my colleagues that I work with on a daily basis. And we have to just build that sort of flexibility into the way that we do things as well. Um, and particularly with Perth, when you've got that time difference of three hours, it can be really hard, you know, cause you're trying to work and juggle things. Um, across a couple of different time zones so that's you know another way of kind of working flexibly on a daily basis that I think we do really well and we've got great technology and things to support that you know we we all have laptops we all have phones we can be in contact from wherever we want to be and we can switch off wherever we are too so 
it kind of gives you that flexibility. We're, uh, we're doing that right now. We are, indeed. Interviewing is across Sydney, Melbourne offices. Mark, you actually flagged that you had a fun, flexible working story with your client who had some uh, YouTube tips to give you. Absolutely, yes. So, so, so yesterday uh, I had a client look to arrange a call for, um, on, on, on Monday next week and then I, I work nine days a fortnight and have every every second Monday off um, to look after Archie. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to fit calls in around around that but it's just so long as I, and I try to let my clients know that I'm happy to take a call but um, there might be a, a small person in the background who's who's making a lot of noise or, or, or tugging, tugging on my leg or, or trying to type on my keyboard uh, and and, and <laughs> you know, my client was very receptive to this and, and, and in fact she, she came back with uh, with some suggestions on on, on, on YouTube clips that would uh, would distract Archie and, and she, she recommended the uh, the wonky donkey uh, which was, wasn't one that I'd heard of but I've, I've I've, I've, I've since trialled that out, and it's, it's a great New Zealand uh, New Zealand storybook for for children, which has an excellent YouTube clip. So I, I definitely recommend that one for uh, for distracting small children. It's one for you, Elise. I'm writing that down. Yeah. I was just wondering if you've ever had an experience like. Uh, do you remember that video that went viral <laughs> a couple of months ago with the guy who was sort of just wearing, I think, a business shirt, and he was doing a conference call from home and his child ran in and then his wife came in. <laughs> yeah, and this small child barges in. This is very cute. I, I haven't, I haven't had, had the video equivalent of that, but I certainly have the audio version where uh, she's, uh, she's decided to be hungry and loud at the same time on a, on a, on a, on a, on a call. Uh, but yeah, everyone was everyone was really appreciative, and uh, and I explained that Archie was um, was was contributing to the call, and that we would charge his time at an appropriate discount. Um, for- <laughs> <laughs> In Archie's defence, I'm often very loud when I'm hungry too, just complaining, ready for lunch. Look, I'm not going to argue with you when you say that. <laughs> so I guess another thing that we wanted to touch on is both of you have done client secondments, and for Rose and I, we're obviously still quite early on now career so that's something we're interested in it just sounds like a really interesting opportunity and a great learning opportunity uh so we're just wondering if you wanted to talk about those comments a little bit and tell us what they were like i've had a couple of clients comments and i've also had the benefit of doing two internal allen comments to our overseas offices um so i can talk about those a little bit too which is they were very cool um so i i had a clients a comment for a 12 month period which is really long but I only did it a couple of days a week and that was down at a tech client so I'm a technology lawyer so I was down at a tech client um, and I got to do a lot of you know day-to-day commercial contracting negotiating all of those sorts of things for the client which is great because it's not a, you know that's not the stuff you always get at Allen's you normally get the really hard stuff um, which is awesome and the challenging things, but you don't often get the little BAU agreements and um, sorts of things like that that come up day-to-day in a lawyer's life when they work in-house. So getting that exposure is really good. And you also get to know the client and not just, you know, the legal team that you often work with mostly, but you get to meet the business people and the commercial people and the marketing people and all that sorts of people who work within the client. So you get to build up some really strong relationships, which is great. And I have, you know, continued to work for that client and have a really strong relationship with that client for a really long time. So throughout the rest of my career. So I think it was a really good building block for that. And then um, I've also done a client's comment in a different way, sort of a proper permanent five days a week sort of comment where I go into their offices um, every day. And I did that for five months 
with um, a large gambling client, which was kind of cool because I got to help with all of their tech contracting and those sorts of things for setting up some of their online gaming platforms, which not my, you know, kind of thing, but lots of people love that stuff. So it was kind of cool working that and sort of seeing the apps and things like that with the developed from the contracts that I had developed actually working, you know, people download these things and use them and that's kind of cool to see that in in practice so again I kind of had a really good experience with that client got to know them really well being you know living and breathing and working with them for five you know the five months that I was there was really interesting it's a bit of a a break from being at Allen's you know not that that's always a good thing but it was nice to have you know a bit of a change of scenery um, a different way of thinking about things when you're in-house, the, the challenges are quite different and the demands of the business and, and the commercial sort of angle on what you're trying to do is much more pronounced than it is when you're in a firm. So learning those sorts of things were really cool. And then I got to do these amazing offshore secondments with our Allen's offices. And I know a lot of our colleagues now do them with our Linklater's offices, which is really awesome. So I got to spend quite a bit of time in our Hanoi office working on a project in Vietnam doing an IT contract over there. They don't have any IT specialists on the ground, which was perfect for me because I could go in and fill that position. Got to work with, you know, my amazing colleagues in Hanoi, um, some of the best in the business, as you would expect, and got to see, you know, get me taken around, see the sights of Hanoi, experience the culture, learn a different way of doing things, you know, um, within, within the local culture and those sorts of things. And you know, there were language challenges and all of those sorts of things, but it was a nice, refreshing change to kind of have to deal with those different things on a daily basis. So that was great. Presumably consume your body weight in fur. Oh, totally. I bet firm dinner is very different. Yeah, that's right. Firm dinner is very different. But it was really cool. And I put in particularly on that secondment, I um, struck up a really strong relationship with my counterpart in our Hanoi office Um, and we have kept up a really strong relationship over the years. She's come to the Melbourne office for a secondment for a period as well a few years later so it's almost like you know like it's when you're at school and you had like an exchange student it was kind of like that like I'd go out with her on the weekends when I was in Hanoi and then when she came to (laughs) Melbourne we'd go out on the weekends it was good fun. Um, So yeah like even that you know it kind of helps um, kind of in your mind as a junior lawyer shape that whole one firm kind of approach to the way that we do things, which is really cool. And then not long after that, I found myself on succumbent again to the Allens and Linklater's office in Singapore. So I got to work really closely with the Linklater's team. Um, I sat in the Linklater's offices again on a, a specific deal and I was there for about four months and worked with some of the Allen's lawyers, but also really, really closely with the Linklater's team, which was great because it sort of helped for me highlight how similar the two firms are and how similar the cultures are and how, you know, lawyering around the world is, is kind of similar and, and you can, it's quite, trend, you know, the skills are quite transferable across different practice areas and across different regions and, and all of those sorts of things. So that was amazing too, to work with those guys. That does sound amazing. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> Slash hopeful. What about you, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a couple of comments as well. Um, nothing as nothing as exciting as, as, as Hanoi or, as, or Singapore, or uh, um, but I've, I've, so I've, I've recently come out out of a comment um, for, for three months into a, a large electricity 
um, retailer and, and, and generator uh, client of ours, and and that was a great great experience. You know, for many of the same reasons that, that Elise has, has, has spoken about there, the exposure to the business and the, and the commercial drivers, the, uh, the the understanding of of what our um, in-house counsel um, instructors are, are going through and the pressures that they're under, what good advice looks like from an in-house perspective, and what they what what they worry about when they're um, when they're when they're calling up uh, external lawyers and, and, and looking for looking for help. Um, yeah, it was that was it was a great experience. It really helps you become a better lawyer, getting exposure to clients or comments because you do get that insight into what they want much more close up than you do when you're at the firm so I think that that really helps and it's also a great way to, to, to build relationships uh, at, at, a, at a personal level because often you know when you're a um, when you're trying to build a relationship from a from a law firm perspective there's always a bit there's a bit more of a barrier than there is um, if you're just talking to someone over lunch in, in, in the in the lunchroom and so that that, that personal connection is it's, 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 it's a much better way to um, to, to build those relationships and you know, call people up and, 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 and chat about things. I think that's one of the biggest things I've taken away from the first couple of years mm. of being a lawyer here actually is that how much of what we do isn't really just, oh, we want this piece of work and yeah. please provide it to us via email or however it is. It's <laughs> much more about having a sort of trusting relationship with people, knowing them well, mm. being able to pick up the phone to them and have a bit of banter before you get into the nuts and bolts of whatever it is that you need to do. Too wise. I'm just full of gems like that, Geneva. Come on. I'm on fire today. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. It's, there's lots of little things I think that you slowly pick up that aren't necessarily things that you would anticipate and certainly things that you wouldn't learn in a formal way in any sense in law school, um, which actually brings me quite nicely to the last question which we tend to ask of everyone who comes on this podcast. So both of you, if you could give yourself a piece of advice at the start of your career, what's a piece of advice that you wish that you'd been told or that you would like to pass on? Oh, I suppose mine's probably pretty generic, but I think it's pretty important. Just be you and stick with that. Don't try to be something else. We're not expecting you to be somebody else. Nobody's expecting you to be somebody else. Um, And also remember that everybody around you is just a person too. Um, And I think, you know, we've touched on some of the ways that that's happened with our working flexibly and those sorts of things and how you, your clients are people and how the people you work with here at the firm are people. The partners are even people, I promise. They're not robots. Yeah, most, most <laughs> well, are you sure? Yeah, there might be, there might be one or two. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, like that's really important. So stay true to who you are um, because I think, you know, if you're starting a career in law, you're in it for the long haul and you can't be keeping up appearances for 10 years. That's exhausting, I'd say. It's way too exhausting. It's too much. You've got too much other things you need need to do and need to conquer and all of those things that I'm sure you want to do in your career. And I guess what, what, a piece of advice I'd, I'd, I'd give is, um, is is don't worry about um, if, 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 if you're starting out and you're not sure where you want to go to and, and people say, oh, go for things that you're passionate about, just don't worry about passion. Just go for the things that you're curious about. You know, just and, and, and start if, if you, oh, oh, that's interesting, I'll... I'll I'll, I'll give that a crack, and, and don't overthink it because so many of the opportunities that that, that come up in, in in law firms are are about being in the right place at the right time, and, and you can't really control that. So, so long as you're you're being curious and you're 
you know, you're sort of following things that you're interested in, the opportunities will, will present themselves. And then by magic, you, you know, in hindsight, you look back and go, oh, I was in the right place at the right time and it looks like a fantastic career path when really it was just a, a bunch of random decisions that you made and opportunities that you took um, that sort of followed on from each other. Totally. My entire career is founded on being at the right place at the right time. <laughs> I'm not sure whether to be really comforted or a little bit worried about that <laughs> I'm at the early stage. I'm a bit like, okay, so there is nothing I can do. But it's probably going to be fine. <laughs> no, I like the idea. I'm just going to stumble my way into what I'm meant to be doing. That's right. And you find your fit and once you've got your fit, you know you found it. You've got your little niche and you just stay there. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, both of you. This has been, I'm sure, helpful to our listeners, but also helpful personally to me. Yeah, to most importantly to us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of another episode of Alan's Confidential. And I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our guests this week as much as we've enjoyed talking to them and learning a bit more about them and the firm. So please subscribe if you enjoy the podcast and feel free to share it around to any friends or family members that you think might get a kick out of it. And we hope you'll tune in again soon.